0: Out of all the things that I've been through, it's been a on-the-job training of what self-love looks like, and I never thought that this little being who's way younger than me would be able to teach me so much. When our babies are little, they are in love with their bodies.
1: Welcome to the imperfect party where nobody's perfect, and that's we're celebrating. I'm your host, Deanna Seymour, and I'm so happy you're here. Let's just do this thing, shall we? Hey, real quick, before we get going, did you know that I host free dance parties every single day of the week? I know, cool, right? Go to DeannaSeymour.com slash party to get the deets and snag your invite. Today I'm chatting with Nina. She's somebody who prematurely grayed and decided to share her journey on social media and become what she calls the beloved Silver Sister. So she helps women get through their gray-haired journeys. She shares about her chronic illness and being a mom of a special needs kiddo, and encourages moms to show themselves compassion. Reading stories about other people being open about their struggles and journeys helped her on her journey, so she wanted to pay it forward and share her journey to help others. She is just such a kind, real, awesome lady,
0: and I can't wait for you to meet her. So let's get started. Hey, Nina, how's it going? It's going great. Thank you so much for having me.
1: I love it. I feel like we're both like staying up past our bedtimes or something. Like we're sneaking, we're sneaking off away from our families. Yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Mamas need it. Some mom (laughs) time, adult talk time.
1: Yes. Yes. So how are you?
0: I am doing good. I'm excited. Um, You are my first uh, podcast that I have guest. I don't know, guest host. I don't even know what to call it, but Guesting? I'm excited to be yeah. here.
1: <laughs> good. Well, I'm excited to have you. I feel like this has been a while in the making. We've been going back and forth. And then yes, like, I took a break and now <clears throat> both of us are kind of taking a break from social media. So we were off the radar and now yeah. we're back
0: on. But well, that just with shows with each other, that- not
1: back yeah. on social media. We're back. <laughs> we're reunited and it feels so good. So
0: good. <laughs> love it. Love it. It shows that we don't- um, And we met via Clubhouse. So I love how we were able to still communicate without the social media. So that's the cool part too.
1: Well, and I'll tell you this this is kind of funny, but when I got off, when I like decided to get off social media, I had to like make a plan before I got off because I was like, okay, I don't want to like get off and then feel like totally isolated. Mm -hmm. So you, like, I went through all my people on Instagram and I was like, who do I need to like remember to check in with after I delete this? Like, I don't want to just, Get off here and forget about everybody. Mm -hmm. And I like, I literally made a spreadsheet. (laughs) Like, I was a total jerk. And I was like, That's so
0: smart. I was
1: like, Okay, Instagram people. I even made a spreadsheet of like my local friends that I was like, Don't forget, you do have
0: friends. That's right. (laughs) That's smart. (laughs) Yeah. That is so smart. You do what you can, you know, because social media, it's, there's a place for it, but it just, I think one of the things w- that we're going to talk about today, you know, it's just nice to get away from the noise because it could just be very noisy, yeah. you know? So, yeah. yeah.
1: Especially if you're, you know, maybe even a little sensitive to stuff or yes. um, I keep coughing. <clears throat> <clears throat> imperfect party. It's fine. We're fine. We're fine. We're Love it. <laughs> um, Yeah. Like if you're, if you're open, not open to that, but if it's, You're sensitive to that. It can be a harsh place to be sometimes.
0: It can. And I think something that I have learned from being a social a social, (laughs) from being a special needs mom is, you know, usually with my son, I try and be mindful of hit of, you know, stimulation when it comes to him. But I forgot about even for myself, you know, all of us we have sensory needs. And so sometimes it's just like with Instagram, there's just so many things trying to grab your attention. And, you know, like I said, so many voices, Um, you know, the videos just start whether you want it to or not. So it's just like you're bombarded. Um, And I think it's important as moms, when you have kids around and this quarantine and pandemic, (laughs) like having a quiet time, like right now, just even us talking like this is like... (gasps) I could hear myself talk. There's no, you know, melodies in the background and like,
1: yeah, and <laughs> with a person, like we're talking to a person. I yes. feel like we talk to people. Like you talk to your camera little mm-hmm. friends, and mm-hmm. you send it out to a bunch of people, and people comment, and it feels like you're connected. But for me, and I, we were laughing about. I was saying I was 40 and I sound like I'm 80, but I'm like, I just don't feel connected. It doesn't, that doesn't make me feel connected. It was like right. I was surrounded by people and not feeling like, and still feeling alone. Like I was like, yeah. this doesn't feel real. Yeah. So, and that is interesting that you say that because we try to, you know, limit Ruby's screen time or whatever. And I, I mean, we tried to, but like you said, quarantine, whatever.
0: Oh my goodness. <laughs> We're just,
1: I'm like, whatever. I'm not to
0: go on that. I'm totally. Like, <laughs> I was just thinking about that today. I told my husband, there was a certain part of the day that I was like, well, he is enjoying himself with his stuff. I, my hubby was working, and then I just had my time, and I was just like, this is a part of mental health, so. Yeah,
1: well, I, that's, I mean, and Jack, I'm like, give him a binky. It's fine. I'm like, it's we'll deal with a pandemic, and then we'll deal with the binky. Like, because right. normally I'm like, with Ruby, I was like, he she can only have it when she goes down for a nap, and he like is fussing like crazy. I'm like, get him, just get the binky. We're not yeah. doing this right now. Give yeah. her a screen, give him a binky. <laughs> like give me <laughs> some, some peace and quiet. Like it's like too much.
0: It's, it's a real thing when you start to, um, realize what, what you're willing to deal with, like the, the, what do you call that? The cost, um, I don't know cost analysis or like realizing, like, okay, um, in that season, you were able to keep up with things. But in this season, it's like, okay, we need to, you know, do what we can to get some kind of relief. So,
1: yeah, we're binky pivoting. it is. Yes. <laughs> in our household, in our house, we're <laughs> just pivoting our parenting plan. <laughs> mm hmm. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Well, we dove right in and I'm like, oh, maybe everybody doesn't know who you are like I do. So why don't you tell us? We'll backtrack a little and you can tell us who you are, and what you do and everything amazing about you.
0: Thank you. Well, my name is Nina and I am... It's so funny when people say, "What do you do?" Like I always get stumped. I the way I describe myself is someone who prematurely grayed and decided to share her journey on uh, social media and online. So I became the beloved silver sister, as they're called on uh, Instagram. Uh, I share my journey on there, and I also um, help women. Um, to be able to get through uh, their gray hair journey, giving them tips and uh, things like that. I also share about the fact that I have chronic illnesses and I'm the mom of a five-year-old with special needs. So I usually like to focus on encouraging women to show themselves compassion. I feel like especially moms are so good at caring for others and um, doing things for them, but we're horrible at doing that for ourselves. So I wanted to originally, you know, I just wanted to share and express myself and then it turned into a thing and it was like, okay, cool. Um, (laughs) You know, it was, yeah, to be able to pay it forward because the From the beginning points of when I had my son, you know, it was really hard mentally. And if I would watch a video or read a blog post about a woman who was having a struggle, you know, after she had her child or learning about the fourth trimester, like those things helped me so much. And so I just think that um, there's a quote that says that when you share your story, you never know how that could be a part of someone else's survival guide um, later. And so, um, you know, I just wanted to share so that others felt less alone. They felt seen and validated. Like that's just, that rings all my bells. I'm a, I'm a, my love language is words of affirmation. So I just love to affirm women who are going through similar things as me, you know, dealing with their gray hair, who are moms who have chronic illness. And um,
1: yeah, that's me. Yay. So, I mean, I'm like, are you trying to steal my gig? Cause that sounds like the, <laughs> you're going with imperfect party here. Like you're, you're embracing. That's why we gel. Yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> I'm like, yes, yes. The whole time I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, I think it's almost like all of those topics are mm-hmm. things people, I guess, I don't want to say, imp- you know, quote, I'm doing air quotes that no one can see, but imperfect or just like not what you expect. Like, if you're like, Oh, I'm gray. And I don't, I didn't expect to go gray now Mm -hmm. or just like we have rules kind of what we, how we think things are going to go or what we think is going to happen. And when it doesn't go that way, you know, there's how we respond to it, you know? So I think you're helping people.
0: Oh, it's, it's so true. What you just said about how, when it doesn't go, how you expect, because I found when I was thinking about going gray, I it, I was just looking for other women my age. I saw other women who were going gray, but I was like, mm, that doesn't feel like my um, my age group. And so I realized how important it is, you know, to feel like you're represented. And um, and then there was stuff that's like, okay, how to practically get through it. But I was like, okay, well, what about these emotions that are coming up for me? You know, like feeling a little insecure, dealing with people's comments. And um, one of the things I know you approached me and told me about is, you know, what will other people think? And like learning to deal with that. So um, that was something that I definitely wanted to provide not just like, oh, okay, go gray, but maybe a woman is scared. I wanted her to know that that's normal, that it's understandable. And I don't, um, knock anybody who still decides to color their hair, but for those who did want to, and they wanted that support, like I'm here, you know, and I could cheer you on, but, um, emotional support is a biggie for me. I, I love, um, that's where the compassion comes in. Cause I feel like life, like you said, the title of your podcast and perfect party, it is not perfect. There's the ideal and then there's life. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. yeah. when you have, like what we talked about in the beginning, like when we both bonded on the fact that we understand, you know, the, the things we need to be careful of with screen time and all that, but we bonded on the reality that like, yeah, pandemic, you know, the struggle of being a mom, like it happens. So yeah. just that, that me too, that we both were able to feel like that connection through a similar story or a similar struggle and like, know you're not a bad mom, you know, and yeah. the mom guilt is so real. Oh, um, I know. Oh, so yeah. I know.
1: <laughs> well, because, and if you think about it in the reverse, mm-hmm. when somebody says something like, oh, well, I, my kids don't watch a screen. Like, you know, you bond so hard with the people that you're like, okay, cool. Like we both like did that. But if you feel like somebody is like, uh,
0: Judging, you're doing
1: it wrong, you know, then you're like, oh my gosh, like that can get in your head. You know what I mean? I can.
0: So. <clears throat> and it's, and the hard part too, is this is not every woman or every mom, but those of us who are perfectionists who are really super critical, like, it's already hard. We already got a mean girl in there that we got to rein in. And then you add um, others who say things, who unsolicited give their advice or their opinion. And it's like, okay. So then it makes you just like, oh man, your mean girl goes to town after that, you know? So learning to um, find your own voice and be affirmed and validated in that, that like, yeah.
1: I just had a I just had a thing where I was like, whoa, light bulb moment. Because mm-hmm. you know what? The mean girl voice in your head and the mean person outside just bonded. That's mm-hmm. why it made it stronger because they were like, mm-hmm, we're right. Like we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna like pick on Nina and they feel stronger and you're like, Hey, what's going on? The same way like we bond over what we bond over. So yeah. you're right. Like if you already have that voice and then someone else says it, I gotta know, like what did people say to you about your gray hair? And if you don't mind sharing more of your story, like, when did you go gray? How did you handle that? Like, I'm just intrigued by it.
0: Sure. I I really can thank my son um, because when I had him, I was like, okay, I am, I'm really done with having to, like, color my hair every week. Like, it wasn't even every two weeks. I'm a heavy head sweater. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I actually went natural. Um, to my natural texture. I didn't chemically process my hair anymore before I went gray for the same reason, because the process after they did it, it wouldn't last long in my roots. It would like turn right back to its natural texture. So I remember having a conversation with my aunt and we were just talking about like, you know, just uh, not feeling like tied to this like, you know, what do you think if you let your hair go gray? And like, I don't know. Like, you know, and then I talked to my sister about it. She's 10 and a half years younger than me. I'm I'm very fortunate to have my core people who were down for me, whatever I decided to do. My husband was also one of them, nice. Um, which I know not many have that, but I was very fortunate. Um, And so I was like, I think I'm going to do this because I need most of my energy to take care of my son. I don't want to be worrying about my hair. So I honestly decided to go gray for the h- biggest thing for convenience. I was just done with yeah. coloring my hair. And it wasn't, I, the way I grade was um, on my hairline and it was white. Okay. Like I thought that I would get salt and pepper, you know, a little like subtlety. Yeah. My, my hairline was like, I'm coming out, you know, so <laughs> So it was so demanding. Like every time I would put a rinse in my hair, one little white curl would come up. And I, you know, it also would bring this shame or this like, oh, I got to cover you. You are not to be seen, you know? Um, And I would, I was like, okay, I'm not going to use a rinse anymore. I use henna. And like, it didn't color the same. It was like fire engine red. So I was like, all right, you know what? As they say, when you can't beat them, join them. Yeah, I said uh, I had already cut my hair because that also was easier um, to deal with. And then we also add another factor for convenience. I have chronic illnesses, so doing my hair is a chore, you know. So like, yeah. I got a breastfeeding baby, you know, my body's still going through these changes. I was just like, if we could simplify this as much as possible, I got my hair um, for the first time shaped into a cut, like a tapered cut um when he cut my hair me and my hubby had almost similar (laughs) amount of hair now that was that was something to deal with but I had done that when I went natural so I was like okay that's the way I'm gonna do it I'm like I'm not gonna go through the whole skunk color thing I'm just gonna do it real low color my hair one more time and it's just gonna grow out white (laughs) Uh and that's not what happened so like I, I learned about this affectionate term on Instagram called grombre. So, you know, there's ombre
1: uh-huh. when
0: you color your hair, like the two different colors. But with grombre, it's the many different colors that your hair grows out um, when, it's, when you stop coloring it. So, you know, realizing that sometimes it'll be a little bit of red, a little bit of brown, a little bit of black, a little bit of white. It was very interesting, but it was so freeing. Yeah. like suffering so, so i would say the first maybe month or month and a half i was like oh my gosh i'm so nervous for people who hadn't seen me but after that you know, being a mom and being busy, there were times where people were like, oh my gosh, your hair. And I would forget. I'm like, what, what's wrong with my hair? (laughs) You know, so I, it it helped that I was busy in taking care of my son. It helped that I got a nice cut to help me feel, um, I guess, confident about how my hair looked in general and, uh, and the freeing feeling like I didn't have to worry about, you know, sweating or, um, uh, going to the, You know, beauty supply store and getting some more color and things like that. And then the real kicker for me was it got me more attention than anything I've ever done to my hair. Even like I was just
1: like, look at this. What? The thing that I'm not doing anything. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And another really big surprise for me was when that hairline that I utterly hated. I was like, oh my gosh, I would look at other people's hair. And I was like, I want it to be like that. Um, mind you, my father also prematurely grayed. So I I know it's a genetic um, thing um, in our family, more so like my mom grayed later than my dad. Um, mm-hmm. So once my white patch grew in, I, that's my favorite part of my hair now. <laughs> like the, the irony of perception, when you learn to accept all of you like it it wind up turning into this self-love thing and like I said I was sharing my journey online and then I started to bond with these other women who's had a very similar experience with um it was a very liberating thing
1: yeah yeah and anybody who hasn't seen a photo of Nina it (laughs) is beautiful like that's I was like I mean on clubhouse you see all those little faces you know and I'm like who is this woman like I mean, not in, in a creepy way, but you know what thank I mean. You. I was like, yeah. "Oh my gosh, she's, she's stunning, stunning!" And the white part of your hair is really cool. So thank
0: you. And look at that—the thing that you um, wind up wanting to hide, or the thing that makes you unique, winds up being the very thing that um, makes you stand out, and you know, things that people appreciate. So that has helped me to be more comfortable in my skin than I ever thought.
1: Yeah. Has anybody said anything like not? Now,
0: I'm fortunate even with that, I have had some comments. And what was so funny about some of them is that you could tell that it wasn't Uh, malicious, but it was just like, you know, funny. Like I went one time to go pick up my son from school and one of his classmates, when I got to the gate, he was like, Hey, I think your grandma is here. (laughs) And I was like, I mean, I can't get mad at the kid. You know, like when, when you're young, you automatically assume that your grandparents are the ones with the gray hair. So that made me chuckle. And, um, another thing that I got was not like outright, you know, I don't like your hair, but people always feeling like they had to either like, oh, I can never go gray. And, you know, I don't want to look like my husband's mom. Like those kind of backhanded kind of, but it's funny because I wouldn't say anything. It was just me being me. And I learned that at times when you make bold choices like that, it can make other people feel uncomfortable you yeah. know, about about their stuff. So I've learned to, I learned the psychology around it and it didn't bother me uh, as much. But um, yeah, I've been fortunate. I've gotten more compliments than negative.
1: Yeah. Well, that one person, what in the world? <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I I got it, you know, I, I almost felt not pity, but I was just like, oh, wow, like it's sad that, you feel like that's what you have to do. You know, you already have the person who loves you no matter what, but yet you're still worried about the appearance. But I get it because again, similar with what we said about social media and the noise, you're seeing all these images that make you feel like, you know, if you did this, this that would automatically equal that. So it's a um I realize it's a deeper thing yeah. when it comes to belief. So that has helped me to not take it as personal.
1: (laughs) Look at you being all Zen. I'm like, (laughs) I'm trying now, I'm trying. I'm like, who's that person? (laughs) I'm going to get her. Just kidding. Um, Oh my gosh. Well, um, but it reminds me, you said, you know, you feel like liberated. So you're like, oh, that person isn't yet. You know what I mean? So I kind of get what you're saying. Like they're still stuck in that mind frame.
0: Because I was. there, And there's that empathy with that too. It's like, wow, I used to think that way. Because my mom went gray before me. um, And I remember she had a skunk line, you know, that we're used to. Like that white and then the black, that demarcation line. And I remember I was just like, ooh, yeah, I don't want to do that. But now that I've been on Instagram and I've seen other women with like it i have I have a an appreciation for that that I didn't before because of the different ways that women have like styled their hair and you know are celebrating mm-hmm. it so um i'm I realize that a lot of things are based on a person's level of you know their perception where they're at you know yeah. in their journey so.
1: Yeah, the other thing that um I sort of resonated with me too is that you were saying you had other things to focus on like your son and mm-hmm. and all the different stuff because I feel like the less I I mean I don't want to say the less I care about my body, like obviously I still care about my body, but the less I focus on superficial aspects of my body, my brain has so much more space to be creative oh, man. and you know how much time I spent thinking oh do I look fat in this or like oh my thighs look weird oh if I sit like this or you know and the less like that takes up space I I think we don't realize how much time and energy and space trying to follow all these rules takes up in our lives
0: it does and and really like you said the space part and something that um Now, I feel like my hair, that was a bit easier. Like I still have my moments now with like the weight that I gained after having my son and just like the, you know, when you look back at pictures when you were smaller and you're like, I can't believe I used to complain about that. I'd take that any day, you know? I know, because that's our
1: mindset, because it doesn't matter. It won't matter like how, I mean that, yes, I know that feeling and I just, reminds me, honestly, because I'm like, oh, well, I thought I was fat then. So I guess I was never going to be not fat in my (laughs) mind. Like, I just wanted to be fat, I guess. Call myself fat my whole whole life. (sighs)
0: Sorry, I I interrupted. (laughs) I got excited. I was like, yes, I know that feeling. Girl, I get it. It, And I think what has been amazing about motherhood, it has been out of all the things that I've been through. It's been a on the job training of what self-love looks like. And I never thought that this little being who's way younger than me would be able to teach me so much when, when our babies are little, they are in love with their bodies. Mm -hmm. They look at their toes, they look at their hands. They just, you know, they got the little chubby bellies and they're just the (laughs) cutest, right? Like they don't, they don't look in the mirror and say, Oh, I got to go on a diet, please. Like they're, they're adorable. It's as they grow up and you know, the Uh, reactions and, um, you know, those around them that could either make them feel in love or, you know, the opposite. And another thing I realized is if how I am, my son's going to see that. So like, if I don't learn to love me, um, then that is going to affect even him because that's an example for him. And it's funny because usually you think of that with like, girls but mm-hmm. even with boys um it's important for them to have i think the biggest thing with my son is emotional intelligence like i'm like you can cry it is okay you know daniel the tiger is my buddy okay I, I <laughs> like
1: <laughs> when you feel so mad take a deep breath and count to four i know sometimes teacher harriet though i cannot follow her like cadence oh my gosh. i'm like man i'm trying to i'm trying to get down with this teacher harriet but i don't I can't, I can't follow this rhythm. I don't know what you're doing. She gets a little little rogue sometimes. I'm like, what's she doing?
0: Okay. That is hilarious.
1: (laughs) Sorry, everybody who doesn't care about Daniel Tiger.
0: (laughs) That's okay. Somebody's going to know what we're talking about.
1: (laughs) Yes. Oh yeah. He's, he's good for that for sure. Like I have to do it. Like I will apologize to Ruby sometimes. Like I'm like, I'm sorry, you know, I need to count to four. Like I'm, yeah, yeah, you're right. Like I'm getting, I mean, her and I are both like, I think we're just like, we have been around each other so much this past year. Like, (laughs) leave me. Like we're both like, uh, how old is she? She just turned to five.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's funny because I told my husband that, you know, you I'm starting to see, well, you know, our babies are not our babies anymore. They're getting, you know, older and they're really that personality and their own little independence is coming in. And it's just like, Oh, wow, this is okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're in a new ball game here. So, um, you know, that's also when you start to have this awareness of like, okay, their awareness is growing of, you know, looking at themselves and it starts very early, um, now with young ones, especially girls, about this, how they look and, um, you know, loving who they are. So I'm pretty sure that is something that helps you, like you said, to have that um, motivation, have that positivity, you know, about yourself. But it's not easy.
1: Yeah. Well, I just, I have talked about this before, but I, you know, even if I don't put her on a diet and I'm sitting here just always going on a diet and talking about my Mm -hmm. body and talking about me. She's still going to, that's her role model. Like it doesn't, I don't have to say like, I could say she's beautiful all day long, but if I look in the mirror and say, I'm not, then she's going to be like, oh, I grow up and I think I'm not pretty, you know, like it's just, it doesn't matter. So it's definitely a great motivator for me too to have gotten that in check. Like I was trying to do Weight Watchers while I was pregnant with her. And that's when I was like, okay, you know what? This baby's going to come out and be a person who's around me
0: Mm -hmm. picking up
1: on this crap. So let's switch this up. So, you know, it's been five years, but I'm still not, like you said, I mean, I could look at a picture and be like, okay, it's okay. I guess I just snap out of it earlier. Like, I don't think it'll ever go away. I just think Mm -hmm. I have better tools and more practice, like shutting it down.
0: Well said, because what I, I'm a recovering perfectionist. And so um, self-compassion is my antidote because what I even got wrapped up in, especially when I was pregnant, I was like, oh my gosh, I gotta be, I gotta get all my stuff together before this boy comes out of me. I gotta like, and that was like totally far from the truth and learning to um, embrace the Struggles. That was the hard part. Like, I knew the personal development. I knew the self improvement. I knew how it should go. Mm -hmm. But then the reality happens of, like, (laughs) okay, this is not happening. Or I had a day, I think it was this past week, where usually I'm really patient with my son. I can actually pride myself on that. But I was just like, I don't want to see you. Like, (laughs) bye. Like, I just, and he felt it. He was like, Mommy's not feeling good. I'm like, yeah, (laughs) bye. Don't talk to me. And later on, I love that we have a conversation now where I could say, you know, mommy was angry earlier. Like I was frustrated and I, you know, sometimes you're too loud. Like I just come right out and say that, you know, we have a open communication. Mm -hmm. And so, especially for my son being on the spectrum and him being able to like have that comfortability with learning how to tell me how he feels and vice versa. um, There's such a beauty in that because Um, you don't, you're not required to be perfect. You can be who you are and like grow together, you know, instead of just like, I got to be this perfect mom who never does this, never does that. And that too is something that we teach our kids. They become really hard on themselves. They, they don't want to make a mistake, you know, because we, Mm -hmm. they see how we are with ourselves. So compassion is like a hack Like, my life hack.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You know what? It's So, Ruby, I always draw lists. Like, I will draw a list, and I draw, like, a little square and write Mm -hmm. the thing in a little square and write the thing so I can check it off. And darned if she – like, I've never discussed it with her. I've never – you know, I didn't even notice that she noticed. But she was like, okay, we're going shopping. I'm going to make a list. And she can't, like, write that well yet. But the first thing she did was draw a little square, you know? And she's like, okay, how do you spell, you know, bananas or whatever, like, we're going to store – and I told Matt later, I'm like, she drew squares. Like, it's crazy how much they're watching us. You they know, are. I was like, oh, okay. Or she'll be like, okay, mom, what's the plan? Because I also like to say, I mean, my plans change. They could, I could say a plan and then instantly change the plan. But I do love a plan. So I feel like she'll be like, okay, we're going to go home. We're going to put on PJs. Then we're going to, and I'm like, okay. Well, she's t- totally just <laughs> sounding exactly like me. And Matt's like, oh, great. Now there's two of you. But it's. If- <laughs> they are watching no matter what, like whether or not we're teaching, they're learning, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and it's okay. Um, you know, another thing that I'm learning is that if, what well, I learned through therapy is it's not about perfection. It's about, even if there are moments that we need to do things differently, that there's a repair or there's like, um, learning to cope, like you said, knowing that you have the tools. Um, those are things that I don't I didn't have. Like, you know, there was just always this fear of I can't mess up, I have to do things right. And um, you know, Brene Brown is like my girl, I you know, know when she too. talks about shame and um <laughs> imperfectionism and how it's like a 10-ton shield, it's too heavy, you know. You don't have to hustle to try and like avoid judgment, which is another reason why. Um, you know, my hair journey, even being a mom, um, which is lifelong, uh, just learning to deal with the judgments, the the, the criticisms, the um, things that people are going to say, like understanding we can't control that and like finding peace in what your truth is mm-hmm. because you know you can't control what other people, you know, what their opinion and things like that will be.
1: Yeah. I feel like our counselor is always talking about, like the story people tell themselves or the story you're telling yourself. So, it helps me sometimes too to be like, well, that's their story. Like,
0: yeah. That's
1: not. It doesn't have to be your story just because yeah. they said it.
0: And let me give you another one. I forgot who said it, but um there was a quote I saw online. It said, "Remember when you're dealing with a situation um when you're like that's not my circus, not my monkeys." <laughs> you know, oh my like gosh.
1: My mother-in-law says that all the time I got her like a wine glass that says it.
0: Oh, I love it. I love it because it's, and that is a a constant awareness because it's almost like, what do you call that? Like second nature, you know, Mm -hmm. when we get into a little mode and then, like you said, that mean girl comes up, somebody says something or we see something and we're just like, oh, and it's like, wait a minute. Not my circus, not my monkeys. What is my (laughs) truth? Like coming back to that is like really um, empowering.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I could talk to you like all night. Although I know. I'm also like,
0: oh my gosh, it's
1: almost 10 o'clock. I'm up so late hanging with my friend Nina. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh my gosh, we dropped so many truth bombs on people. Yeah. We basically yeah. changed some lives, I'm pretty sure, with this episode. So, yes. Um, thank you so much for coming on here and talking to me.
0: Well, thank you for having me. It was um, awesome to be able to find someone else who gets it.
1: Yes. I know, yeah. recovering perfectionist. I'm like, I'm yeah. not very good at not being a perfectionist. And then, I'm like, oh, wait, that's my perfectionist tendencies. <laughs> being mad at me for not being perfect at being imperfect. Oh my gosh, it's out of control. But yes, yeah. it's a work in progress.
0: Absolutely.
1: Okay. So I know we said we're taking a break from social media, but where can people find you?
0: Uh, naturallygraceful.com is the best place for people to find me. I'm also on YouTube and Instagram under those same handles. And um, yeah, but my website, you guys could definitely check. Out and I also have a podcast that I look forward to having Deanna on. Yes, um yes, It's yes. called Graceful Conversations on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor.
1: <laughs> yeah, all the places. Right.
0: Yeah,
1: awesome. All right, girl. Well, um we're gonna keep in touch since we're not on the. You're on my spreadsheet. Absolutely. So you're gonna. We're gonna keep in touch because you're on my spreadsheet. <laughs> I'm VIP. Yeah. Well, now you're my inbox and you're like super VIP. I don't even need the spreadsheet to get in touch with you. So we're cool. Um, Awesome. All right, girl. I'll talk to you soon.
0: Okay. Thanks. All right. Bye. Bye.
1: All right. Spoiler alert. We're both back on social media. (laughs) We mentioned a few times that we weren't on it and we weren't when we recorded, but we're both back on. But we were gone for a while and, you know, you're welcome, world. (laughs) So I just think that if you're going to take anything away from this conversation with Nina, it's that you're doing a great job. No matter what, you're doing a great job. And also that when you talk about the struggles you're having, it helps other people. I think it's Brene Brown who talks about how shame thrives in the dark, grows in the dark or whatever she says. So if you're struggling with something, you can take its power away by talking about it with someone you love and trust. But also, you can just love yourself the way you are today. Okay? That's all. We need to take away from this conversation. And also that Nina is amazing and we all want to be her best friend. So, to get all the links from today's episode, they'll be in the show notes at slash nina Woohoo! You just finished another episode of the Imperfect Party Podcast. Woo! <laughs> If you know anyone who should totally hear this episode, can you do me a favor and send it to them? Oh, and don't forget to hit subscribe and leave a review so more people can find their way to our little shindig. And remember, nobody's perfect. Let's party. See you next time.